This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Is America back? Parades. Marathons. And who's scared of big crowds? Not here. Then, jitters in the air. Everybody's Rushed off the plane as a passenger lies spread eagle on the tarmac. Is this what everyone was afraid of? An antique camera? And pounding it home. The sign posted on the front lawn at Brian Laundrie's parents' house. Hopefully they can see it. And what it's like to be a wanted man on the run like Brian Laundrie. This guy knows. I was a fugitive on the run, and I know what it takes to stay hidden. And madness on the streets of America's largest city. Could this have been prevented? She says she tried to warn everyone months ago. I couldn't believe that she struck again. And this time, it was worse. Then, what's up with Tom Cruise's puffy cheeks? And Kim Kardashian West. The ratings are in, and her mad dash costume change. Plus, behind the scenes as Natalie Morales joins the talk. Do you have first aid jitter? Of course. And do's and don'ts of shooting the perfect photo for dating sites. Don't have to try so hard to look sexy. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Kelby, and today for Deborah. With COVID cases and hospitalizations hitting the lowest numbers in weeks, America is ready to celebrate. Today, events that have been canceled or postponed by the pandemic were back on. A clear sign life's getting back to normal. Cheers and smiles as the Columbus Day Parade returns. It's the renewal of the city. No more lockdown, no more pandemic. In Boston, another major milestone, the return of the Boston Marathon. It was also canceled last year because of the pandemic. There were fewer runners this year, 20,000 down from 30,000 in 2019. And Comic-Con was back this weekend at the Javits Center in Manhattan. Last year at the height of the pandemic, the massive exhibition hall was an emergency hospital. Then it was converted to a mass vaccination site. Now its doors are open once again to conventions. This wild scene at Texas A&M Stadium is yet another sign that many people have lost their fear of big crowds. Fans swarmed onto the field after their team's upset win over number one Alabama. But it may come at a cost and not in terms of the pandemic. This is going to cost A&M about 250 grand, but I don't think they care. The school faces a huge fine, not for COVID violations, but for safety reasons. I think they'd uh, happily pay the fine. 
Despite things returning to normal, lots of people are still jittery about traveling on planes. An entire aircraft was just evacuated while a man was forced to get down spread eagle on the tarmac. What caused the panic? Turns out the guy in question had an antique camera that made other passengers suspicious. All of this airport chaos due to a misunderstanding. And was an antique camera like this one mistaken for a bomb? It happened at LaGuardia Airport in New York. Passengers raced to safety after their American Airlines flight from Indianapolis made an emergency landing. There's the bomb squad. Passengers slide down the plane's inflatable slides. On the ground, they look to be in a daze. The suspected bomber was even pinned to the tarmac. Everybody step back! Valerie Falsetta was a passenger on the plane. She says passengers pushed and shoved each other to evacuate. We thought the plane was going to blow up because of the turbulence and the way it landed and the way he said just evacuate the plane right now. Lo and behold, the so-called bomb was actually something like this. Inside Edition reporter Allison Hall is at Willoughby's Camera Emporium in New York City. Passengers mistook the vintage camera, like this one, to be the bomb. They say the man took it out mid-flight and started fiddling with the camera. The Joint Terrorism Task Force determined that there was no criminality on the part of the passenger and he was released. He probably never imagined he'd end up spread eagle on the tarmac. And this guy was reportedly kicked off his United Airlines flight, not for his camera, but for refusing to get off the plane and keep his mask on before takeoff. The irate passenger had a meltdown and threatened the flight crew. I will find your name, date, date of birth, and address. I will know your social security number before I get off this plane on my daughter. At one point, he shoved a fellow passenger just to get into the aisle as the situation escalates with another passenger trying to calm him down. And there was more chaos as Southwest Airlines canceled more than 2,000 flights over the last few days, blaming weather and other, quote, external constraints. Today marks exactly one month since Gabby Petito's parents first reported her missing, and they are still looking for answers. Meantime, the neighbors of Brian Laundrie's parents are fed up, pounding a message right into the Laundrie's front yard. Stephen Fabian has details. Do you guys feel guilty about Gabby? Brian Laundry's embattled parents come out after dark to clear debris from their front lawn. Do you know where Brian's passport is? They pick up 11 laundry baskets thrown by protesters. Baskets have come to symbolize Brian's nickname, Dirty Laundry. They also uproot a sign left by neighbors. They're concerned that you guys know more than you're saying. The sign had been hammered into the laundry's yard by two neighbors. It says, remember me, Gabby Petito, Roberta and Chris, I once lived with you. Where are y'all from? Across the street. Hopefully they can see it. The laundry's home in Northport, Florida has been besieged since their son went on the lamb almost a month ago. They are also the target of wild conspiracy theories. Can you believe one nutty claim is that their son is actually hiding in a bunker under the flower bed in the backyard? That is supposed to be his hand. Meanwhile, the hunt for Brian Laundrie goes on. I do believe Brian Laundrie is, is very close to home, if not in Florida, you know, a neighboring state. Seth Ferranti is a former drug dealer who faked his own suicide before going on the run. He had plenty of help, and he believes laundry has helped too. You need resources. Without resources, you're not going to be able to stay on the run. So I definitely think he's hiding out somewhere, prob probably in an apartment somewhere, you know, with a friend or a relative. 
I definitely believe his parents have indirect contact with him, a friend, a relative that is talking to them and talking to Brian. After two years on the run, constantly changing his appearance, Ferranti says he grew careless. He began contacting family members and old associates, and that led to his capture by the U.S. Marshals. You know, you can only hide in isolation for so long. You know, eventually he's going to want to step out, and that's what I did. He makes one mistake, they're going to pounce, and they're going to get him. And Gabby Petito's mother visited Northport over the weekend to collect items from a memorial put up in her honor. As she left, she tweeted, goodbye, Florida. Thank you for showing us so much love. The city of Northport, Florida will be taking down the memorial tomorrow with all items being sent to the Petito family. Work has now begun on a permanent memorial to Gabby. Are you safe when you leave your home? The number of random attacks seem to be growing, and they are frightening. Now, as Les Trent reports, a woman who survived a recent attack is speaking out about what happened to her. Madness on the streets and subways of the nation's largest city. This disturbing video shows a deranged woman suddenly shoving a passenger into a train as it was pulling into the station. Miraculously, the victim survived. She spoke to WCBS-TV. My face is swollen. The accused woman was arrested the next day. Her family says she suffers from schizophrenia. Now this victim is coming forward with another troubling story. She says four months before the shoving incident, the same suspect beat her in an unprovoked attack. That attack also took place aboard the subway. She says she was shocked when her assailant was charged with just a misdemeanor and then released without bail. She says she tried to warn law enforcement that the woman was a danger to society, but was ignored. When you heard that this woman was arrested, can you tell me what your reaction was? I lost my breath. I couldn't speak. I couldn't believe that she struck again. And this time it was worse. Do you think had they hit her with more serious charges in your case, this could have been avoided? Definitely so. Unfortunately, the subway attack is just the latest violent incident involving apparently mentally disturbed people attacking those who were just going about their business. Here, an apparent lunatic walks up to a woman at an outdoor table and throttles her. And this is today's front page of the New York Post. Mentally ill man charged in death of nurse. Cops say the nurse, Maria Ambrosio, was killed when she was rammed from behind by a fleeing thief. She fell and cracked her head on the sidewalk in Times Square. Friends gathered today for a memorial service for the 58-year-old nurse. I heard a big thumb. They said, thump like, I said, oh my God, what happened? And when I looked down, I saw my friend Maria. There are an estimated 12,000 mentally ill people who are homeless on the streets of New York. And judging by these events, the problem just seems to be getting worse. On a happier note, a three-year-old boy named Christopher, who disappeared for four days after chasing a neighbor's dog into the woods, has been found safe. And the Good Samaritan who brought the boy home is speaking out, calling what happened a miracle. He spoke with our Anne Cogliano. Miracles do happen, and here's proof. Three-year-old Christopher Ramirez, in the arms of his mother, released from the hospital today, holding toy trucks in each hand. And now the hero who rescued Christopher is talking. I picked him up, held him. Uh, he was very calm. Was he crying? 
He wasn't crying. He had lost his clothes somewhere along the way. Someone would attribute that. He got hot, took them off. He had no shoes on his feet. It's a miracle that he survived it. It's a miracle that he was found. The hero who asked to be identified only as Tim says he heard about the search during Bible study at his church Friday night and set out to find the boy even as hundreds of police and volunteers were searching for Christopher in Grimes County, Texas. The boy's mother was inconsolable. And then, out of nowhere, the miracle. That's when I heard Christopher's voice. Called out to him, he responded, and now I'm, trying to, I'm just you know, overwhelmed at this point. So I'm chopping through some uh, vines and brush and stuff to get to, and that's how thick it is. And uh, there he is. And he, I picked him up, and he was still talking to me. Child was found alive. He is alive. He's thirsty. He's with his mother and he's going to the hospital. Praise the Lord. Grimes County Sheriff Don Sowell got the call and shared the news with fellow searchers who never gave up hope. How did he survive? Uh, I don't know, ma'am. It's just fate. I think we have guardian angels over him. I told her I am I'm praying to God that this is your son. And she says, don't worry about it. I know it's going to be my son. Today, Christopher returned home and was pinned with an honorary deputy sheriff's badge. All thanks to a good man who believes in miracles. God led me to find him. It is a miracle. And as for the dog Christopher Chase, he came home alone. Kim Kardashian proved her critics wrong, hosting Saturday Night Live. She's getting mostly positive reviews, and now the ratings are in. Kim Kardashian West. The ratings are in, and Kim Kardashian gave Saturday Night Live a much-needed boost. Viewership was up 23% in the key demographic from the previous weekend's lowest-rated season premiere ever with Owen Wilson. Wearing a skin-tight, hot pink bodysuit, Kim poked fun at just about everyone in her inner circle. I'm so much more than just a pretty face. And good hair, and great makeup, and amazing boobs, and a perfect butt. Basically... I'm just so much more than that reference photo my sister showed their plastic surgeons. And she had this zinger about O.J. Simpson. I know it's sort of weird to remember the first black person you met, but O.J. does leave a mark. Or several. Or none at all. I still don't know. Today, Kim still had people talking. Kim Kardashian defied a lot of people's expectations. She surprised me, and I got to give all props to Kim. Mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian. Oh, the writers go for it, and they did. They and so did. did she. And here's what you didn't see on TV. NBC shared this video of Kim being dragged backstage for a quick change between skits. Kim wore a pink cat suit with a matching feather coat to the after party, where she celebrated her first SNL hosting success. And more evidence that life's getting back to normal can be found at the nation's ballparks. And in the middle of this packed stadium is Tom Cruise taking in the big Dodgers-Giants playoff game. But many are asking, what happened to the Mission Impossible star's face, which looked, well, a bit different? What's up with Tom Cruise's face? That's what lots of fans are asking after the 59-year-old star was spotted in the stands at the Dodgers-Giants playoff game in San Francisco. The internet went into full meltdown mode. What's up with the bloated chipmunk cheeks, goes one tweet. Tom Cruise, what have you done to your gorgeous face, goes another. The image was so bizarre, some even wondered if it was a deep fake. 
referring to the high-tech Tom Cruise lookalikes all over the internet. But that's definitely the real Tom Cruise. Look, it's his son Connor sitting next to him. We had dermatologist Dr. Doris Day give us her take on what's up with Tom, who looked like his regular self back in July. Weight would be the first thing that crossed my mind. Other possibilities are laser treatments, it could be a reaction to a filler potentially, but not typically in that distribution. We reached out to Tom Cruise for comment, but did not hear back. Next, behind the scenes as Natalie Morales joins the talk. Do you have first aid jitter? Of course. And do's and don'ts of shooting the perfect photo for dating sites. Don't have to try so hard to look sexy. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Today marks the first day of Natalie Morales as a co-host of The Talk. Jim Murray spoke with Natalie right before her big debut. Morales joins the talk and Inside Edition is behind the scenes today for an exclusive first look. Hey, How are you? Good to see you. I caught up with Natalie just before her big debut. Do you have first day jitters? Of course. Oh my gosh, I could barely sleep last night. Um, I would not be human if I didn't have first day jitters. I mean, this is stepping into a whole kind of new different realm. She comes aboard the CBS daytime talk show after the departure of Sharon Osbourne and Carrie Ann Inaba. There have been so many changes on the show. I love the new energy this show revolves around how people feel. So that's what I love about it is I get to show that side of me that I don't think a lot of people, you know, have had a chance to get to know as much. Actor Jerry O'Connell welcomed his new co-host. It's actually a real honor. It really is an honor. Oh, We're really, stop I'm it not, I know. I... The 49-year-old mom of two boys is a news veteran, the former Today Show West Coast anchor, but reveals she has the same fears like most of us. This is actually a dream that repeats itself, that I'm half undressed. <laughs> and trying to make my way to the set, and I can't find where I'm going. Today's show kicked off with this funny bit, showing Natalie lost. Oh, sorry, Mr. Bond, do you know where the talk is? She also ended up in Squid Game. Red light, green light. Do you know where the talk stage is? What is your problem? Best of luck, Natalie. This energy is unreal. And what a debut. And when we come back, how to take the perfect photo for your dating app profile. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. 
They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 40% of couples say they met online. And if you're looking for love on an app like Tinder, it's important to post a good photo. The duck face on your dating app? A big no-no. That's right, steer clear of that pouty look, according to photographer Charlie Grasso, who helps people look their best on dating websites. Don't do the duck face because it looks dumb. First impressions are everything in making a love connection. For starters, limit the selfies. 100% we should stop doing bathroom photos. Also, don't try to be too sexy. You don't have to try so hard to be sexy. It comes off as desperate and not sexy. Grasso says cover up a bit. I love this outfit much better on her because it's both sexy and demure at the same time. Fellas, keep the shirt on. I appreciate how much work that goes into creating this exquisite body that you have, but let's leave something for the imagination. At the same time, don't wear anything ill-fitting and ditch the shades. People need to see what you look like. And most of all, show some teeth. <laughs> Smile because it makes you look warm and approachable. Tips to help you meet your dream date. Up next, a real scaredy dog. Finally today, yes, dogs get scared too. The dog stops in his tracks. He's terrified by a Halloween decoration. It's the Grim Reaper. Who wouldn't be afraid of this demon? <laughs> Just wait for Halloween. We'll see you next time. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey.